Hello and welcome to another episode of Chingona Zomi Club. This episode is a little bit, it was not planned. I decided to do this last minute. I was supposed to talk about something else, but I read about Riley Whitelaw and her murder and it really hit me. And so I decided to change my topic today and talk about something else, something that is very important and I feel like it needs to be discussed more often and more openly. And so this is a trigger warning that this episode will contain discussions on sexual assault, domestic violence, rape, and sexual harassment. So if these topics are triggering for you, this might be an episode that you could possibly want to skip. But if you want to educate yourselves on what women go through every day and want to hear my perspective on it, then I hope that this episode is eye-opening for you because it just, it needs to be said. So with that, let's get started. Earlier this month on June 11th, Riley Whitelaw lost her life at the hands of a 28-year-old man who was a co-worker of hers, and he, he killed her while at work. They worked at a Walgreens. He took her life in the break room while Riley was taking a break during business hours while people were in the store. And it was shocking to me, not because this is rare, because it's not, unfortunately, women and, and girls, young women are killed every single day by men, either men whom they know or complete strangers who just can't take no for an answer. But this this particular story kind of it hit home because I, I always try to just read the details of what it was that happened, just because as women, we like to be aware of what is happening in society and what's, is anybody doing anything more than anything in hopes that the victims are going to get justice. In this case, the man was caught and he has been charged. But when I saw his mugshot and I saw the scratches on his face and neck, I kind of lost it because I saw how hard Riley fought and she really just fought for her life and lost, unfortunately. And it let I was driving from Washington to Portland. I'm I'm traveling for work. And it made me reflect on all the conversations I've had with my male friends, my male coworkers, and the shock and awe that always hits them whenever myself and other female coworkers start to talk about the things that women have to deal with. Because to them it's so shocking. And some of them it's the first time they hear it. And I don't know, to me, it's the privilege, right? That they walk in, that they never have to worry or be concerned with their surroundings in the way that women do. But I wanted to make an episode, and this is why this is a little bit not something that I typically do, but I felt like it's necessary because there's so many men out there who just are so completely oblivious to everything and I don't know how I don't know how so I'm just gonna go through 
different situations that I've experienced or have witnessed and tell you what men do, okay? And this is not to attack men and all men. This is just to bring awareness to you because women have been speaking up against this for centuries and we cannot do it alone. We need you guys to hear us out and to speak up if you have any respect for your mothers, your sisters, your cousins, your daughters, speak up against this shit because Riley was a 17-year-old girl and it could very well be your wife, your daughter, your mother, and it's just not fair. So I'll start when I was a kid. Because people think that girls, little girls, don't think about this stuff. And it's something that we only become aware of when we're older. And that's simply not true. I can tell you that from the earliest ages of my life, and if you hear earlier episodes, you know that I was a victim of sexual abuse since the age of four. So we are aware that men are not safe. And I don't want anyone to take offense to this and say, oh, well, I am. I would never and I could never. Unfortunately, we can't distinguish the good guys from the bad guys. You cannot, not by looking at somebody. And so in order to keep ourselves safe, we have to move with the assumption that all men are capable of doing horrible things. And as a young girl, having known and experienced sexual abuse and sexual assault, by a much older man and when I was just a baby I knew that men were very very dangerous and that men were disgusting and capable of horrible things and so when I was probably in middle school was when it really started and that was when when girls start to their bodies start to change they're so self-conscious about the way that they look their self-esteem takes a a dive, particularly if you're having a rough life at home and a rough upbringing, it's even harder to deal with and more difficult. And then you have you have men as a young girl who's, like I said, you're very self you're very self conscious about your body, and the first time that you walk down the street, wearing, it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter what you wear because this happens to you no matter what you're wearing. But wearing, say, your favorite shirt and your favorite pants and your favorite shoes and you're feeling great and a man twice, three times your age hits on you for the first time or doesn't hit on you, just completely objectifies you and looks at your ass and tells you that you look good. I can't explain to you how disgusting you feel as a girl. You feel immediate shame, you feel dirty, you feel unsafe, because at that moment you realize that not only is that individual much older than you, you realize how much smaller you are and how alone you are. And it's terrifying. It's terrifying in that moment because you don't know how to react. And if you're a loud, outspoken person, 
your instinct is to tell them to fuck off and and you may do that but you may not more than likely you won't when you look at your surroundings and you realize that you're completely alone and the safer thing to do is to keep on walking so i want you to think about that because I think that men think that this happens to older girls, maybe high school girls, and not that it's any better, but they think that the girls are more mature or mature enough to handle conversations or situations like this. I was probably about 10 years old the first time something like that happened to me. I witnessed it when I was younger, when my mom would hold my hand and we'd be walking down the street and men would scream vulgar things at her without regard for her young daughter who she was walking with, my mom would just tell me to just keep walking, walk faster. Because she knew that even though she was a mother holding a child, that she was not safe. So as girls, we start seeing the world through that lens since we're little. And boys never do. Men never do. You guys don't worry about that. I think on the contrary, right, depending on your upbringing, uh, you're realized if you're growing up and you're that very confident guy who is going up to girls and telling them they're pretty and you start to build this fucked up sense of confidence and entitlement that you own that, that you can walk up to any girl and ask her for her number and she's required to speak to you and give you her phone number, give you her name, tell you what her relationship status is, reciprocate essentially what you're never taught and it needs to be taught is to take no for a fucking answer. And now I think women who are raising young men are doing a much better job of saying, hey, no means no, but it doesn't just apply to sex. It doesn't just apply to sex. It applies to every interaction with a female. No means no. Is it okay if I sit down next to you? No, it's not okay. You're in my space. You're in my bubble. People don't know how to take that. And women, we are not even used to saying that. We're not used to saying no without an explanation. Oh, no, I'm waiting for someone. Lie. Oh, no, I have a boyfriend. Lie. Oh, no, my phone's not working. Lie. Lie after lie after lie. And it's not because we enjoy lying. It's because we feel that we have to justify our no. And we don't understand that. Our no is a full sentence. So it's up to the men to recognize that they are walking in this fucking privilege, this fucked up sense of privilege that they need to just get rid of. You are not entitled to a woman's attention and she is not required to talk to you. And for those of you who have daughters and sisters, who are younger, keep them safe, honestly. And it's sad that you have to look at your entire gender and say every single one of these dudes poses a threat to my daughter or my sister or my wife. 
but it's true. Until we do better, that is the harsh reality of how things are. In high school, girls, our self-esteem takes an even, it just, it's a downward spiral. And it happens because we're taught that the male gaze is what we have to be aware of. With dress coded, we're objectified even more by those young men who haven't been properly raised by their mothers and fathers. And that's just the fucking truth. Because if they were, they would never go disrespecting women the way that they have. And you're either going to dress how you want to dress and be confident in what you're wearing, or you're going to be worried the entire time of what men can see. Is this skirt too short? You know, how many times, and I swear to you, this is not uncommon. A girl, any female who wore a skirt in elementary, middle school, or high school at one point or another had a boy try to lift, look, or blow their skirt up. Okay? Ask your wives if that ever happened. Ask your sisters. Ask your daughters. That happens so much. Do you think they come home and tell their parents? No. I can tell you how many times I slapped dudes. I, tr- I used to turn around and I used to swing. That was my reaction. And it happened. Why did it happen? Because we wore skirts in middle school. Because that was our uniform. We had plaid skirts as our uniform. And how many times did you worry about what bras you were wearing? Was your white gym t-shirt too see-through? Were your gym shorts too short? Were they too tight? I can't even begin to tell you just how many things men just don't think about. That girls have to. And we have to deal with this shit every single day of our lives. Every single day. And then on top of that, you have to worry about your reputation. It's if you're not nice, then you're a bitch. If you're too nice, then you're a slut. If you don't date dudes in school or just or are private you're always labeled as something and and you almost have to be this very aggressive woman in order to be able to feel confident enough to lay out what your boundaries are and enforce them for yourself because other people won't do them for you if a dude tries to lift up your skirt do you think that people around him are going to be like No, don't do that. That's not okay. No. Because this happens every day. And if more people did that, I guarantee you it wouldn't happen. People wouldn't even feel emboldened enough to do it. And it's fucking sad. When a guy goes up to a girl and gets her number, what happens? All his friends cheer for him, and then suddenly they start talking about her. They start asking for pictures, and it can turn so ugly so quickly. If a girl ever shares an intimate picture with a dude, 
and they both exchange pictures, even if a girl gets it, <laughs> the, the girl is not going to go showing that picture to anybody. Now, I am so against pictures, but that is a new age problem now that we have cell phones and all of these things. I mean, we just have to find ways to teach our children that their safety and those pictures are forever, but girls are the primary victims of this. Even in the military, this shit happens. They had to write an entire article to say you will not send nude pictures of other service members. You will not have them on your phone because it became that big an issue where girls' pictures were being taken and posted on some site, military, in uniform, posted on a site and being called sluts. If it happens to us in the military, we're only a sample of society. It happens everywhere else. A girl's picture can be taken out of context. A girl's picture can be released without her permission. A girl's picture can be stolen. It's devastating. It's devastating, especially when you're at that age. It's completely devastating. But when someone has the courage to speak up and say, hey, someone makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't feel safe around them. You have to listen. Because it takes so much for a woman, for a girl, to speak up and say, this person makes me feel uncomfortable. They're not saying it because they're being ridiculous. They're not saying it because they're exaggerating. They are saying it because they genuinely feel that is their last resort. So if someone tells you that, take them seriously. If someone had taken this young girl seriously... As an underage, as a minor, it was their job to protect her. Those managers, those shift supervisors, those coworkers, it was their job to protect her because she was a child. So if someone says that to you, your coworkers, your fellow classmates, your sisters, don't fucking brush them off. Help them. Because they've tried everything at that point. For them to come and ask you, trust me, they have tried lying to this individual. They have tried keeping their space from this individual. They have tried everything at that point. If they are asking for help, take them seriously. Young girls are attacked every single day. Women are attacked every single day. Whether it's, you know, they're being sexually assaulted by men who just don't understand the meaning of the word no. Or by due to feel entitled to having sex with them because they're dating. Domestic violence. <laughs> it's so prevalent. But people tend to live in their own little worlds. In their own little reality. And think that if it doesn't happen around them. It doesn't happen at all. And I'm speaking to everyone. But I'm urging men to reanalyze what their reality looks like. And ask the women around them what their reality actually is and find that balance where you're going to step in because holy fuck when is it going to be enough i lost a friend i lost a friend to domestic violence earlier this year she had a baby an infant baby and her husband shot her multiple times and killed her while her baby slept upstairs. I guarantee you, 
I guarantee you that somebody witnessed something leading up to that. And that somebody knew that she was not safe. Not something that they're going to have to live with forever. So don't be that person. Don't be a fucking bystander. Do something. Protect your daughters, your sisters, your friends. Protect them. We like to think that we can take care of ourselves, and a lot of us can, but it's, it's taken me 36 years of my life to be able to find my voice and speak up for myself and pray that if shit hits the fan, I can fight whoever, and I will fight for my life. But not everybody is there. We have young girls who are being violently brutalized, raped, murdered, killed, at the hands of fucking cowardly men who feel entitled to them. Where the fuck does that come from? If not our society. So enough is enough. Do something about it. I think that's it. I think that's my, that's all I can do today. I'm gonna make sure that I link resources for domestic violence, sexual assault victims in the details of this episode. And I'm going to post a link to Riley's obituary so you guys can read it and maybe contribute to her expenses. I'm also going to I'm also going to link the MMIW awareness campaign on my episode because there's a lot of indigenous women who are brutalized and raped and murdered and go missing every single day and some statistics for you guys to review because this is important and this is definitely something that you need to be educated and aware of and that's it